Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio on Seattle's Cairo Radio. Long-Term Care Radio is brought to you in part by 525 Advisors, your local long-term care experts. Brian Ott is a certified long-term care planning specialist and will show you how to protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of a long-term care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting options you need to know about. Now, here's your host, Brian Ott. And welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio and the Long-Term Care Radio podcast. You know, I've got a saying here at 525 Advisors, and it goes like this. Insurance is only important when you need it. I mean, think about it. The rest of the time, I don't care if it's our car insurance, our homeowner's insurance, whatever it is, it just seems like it's kind of a bill at that point. Um, You know, but when the accident happens, the house burns down, our health is compromised, insurance becomes very important. And I got a question of the week um, this week through our website at 525longtermcare.com. And it just made me think of my saying that insurance is only important when you need it. And this question comes from a listener in Chicago, Illinois. And let me just take it down a quick rabbit hole. I lived in Chicago for two years. After I graduated college, I opened up a mattress store in Fort Collins, Colorado, did that for about two and a half years and basically created my own prison. I was working seven days a week. So I went out to visit some friends in Chicago and ended up having such a good time that I came back, closed down my mattress store and moved out to Chicago four months later and lived there for two years. So just had some very fond memories, lived in the Lincoln Park area and still have a lot of good friends out there in that area. So when I saw this question came in, it just kind of made me smile. And this is the question that the listener asked. Um, This is from Jenna in Chicago. And she said, my mom has a long-term care insurance policy policy she purchased over 25 years ago and i don't even think the company is in business is the policy still good and if so do you have any idea of how we can begin to use it folks let me just tell you this is a very powerful question for for one specific reason if we go back to the turn of the century so 2000 we had over 125 companies selling traditional long-term care plans. These are the plans like Jenna's mom has here where you just pay, you know, you pick pick out your policy, you pick your coverage, and you just pay that annual premium. So over 125 companies, today we are down to less than 10. In fact, we just lost Transamerica a couple months ago. Transamerica is a a big company that decided to get out of the long-term care business after, you know, 30 years in the business. Uh, Mass Mutual just got out last year. So that pool is shrinking. So this is a very important question because you may be someone that has a policy with a company that's no longer selling it, or maybe they are out of business. Maybe, maybe so. So let's, let's address that for a second. Um, first off, the policy is still good, Jenna. If it, it doesn't matter if the company is in business or if the company is out of business, if the company is still in business, they may be servicing the policy or they may have transferred that servicing to someone else. So that means they may have taken that book of business and placed it with another carrier. This is the number one reason why Genworth has over 400 different contracts. Um, It's because they took over a bunch of different companies when those companies decided, you know what, we don't have the resources, we don't have the back room to handle the claims, we don't have the resources to... Uh, you know, we don't want to handle all the billing, whatever it is. And so they transfer that to someone like Genworth who had, you know, all those resources already in place. So if the company is still in business, they may be servicing it or they may have transferred it. So for instance, right now, Transamerica is still going to be servicing all their long-term care claims, even though they are not actually issuing new policies. If the company is out of business, so your company XYZ is no longer an insurance company, the policy is still good. That just means at that point, they would have had to transfer that contract to another insurance carrier. So this happened uh, very common. Like for instance, United of Omaha, when they got out of long-term care insurance years later, they came down the road and they said, we don't want to service these policies anymore. We don't want to have the claims department. So they took that entire book of business, they call it, and they transferred it over to Mutual of Omaha. So now Mutual of Omaha services those, they send out the billings, and they handle the claims. So number one, the policy is still good, Jenna, so keep that in mind. Number two, um, 
if you want to figure out how to get this policy turned on, it's pretty simple. What you want to do is find your mom's policy and call the 800 number that is listed inside that policy or find the most recent statement. So hopefully she has a file and she keeps those annual statements. She's going to statement every year in a bill saying, hey, this is what the premium is. Call that 1-800 number and that will guide you through the process. Just say, hey, I, I need information on filing a claim and they will get you to the right department. Um, basically what's going to happen is when you call that number, they are going to provide you with a claim application along with a list of information needed. And they're going to give you instructions on how to get that information back to the insurance company. So you'll call them, you'll say, hey, I've got a long-term care insurance policy for my mom. We need to file a claim. They will walk you through the process. Here's the application. Here's what you need to provide us. Once that application has been submitted back along with the information to the insurance company, the insurance company will review that information and make their decision on the claim. And by the way, 96% of all long-term care claims are approved on that submission. And out of the other 4% that are denied, half of those are approved within six months. Usually, it's just a matter of getting the documentation that the insurance company needs. They're going to say, hey, we need a plan of care. We need to find out you know, from your doctor what's going on. They're going to send you a list of information that you're going to gather and send back to them. Now, I'm going to give you some tips on getting a long-term care policy turned on a little bit later in the show. But first... Let's spend a minute and review how claims are triggered. So if I have a long-term care insurance policy, what allows me to start receiving the benefit from that long-term care policy? And this is the same now. It doesn't matter if it's an asset base, if it's a traditional plan, a hybrid. The, the, the triggers are the same now for a true long-term care insurance policy. There's two ways that you can trigger a claim for long-term care insurance. Number one is a physical impairment. So think of that as what we do all day. They call it the activities of daily living. And there's six activities of daily living specifically. Transferring, toileting, bathing, dressing, eating, and continence. So the easy way I remember this is just think about what we do every day. We get out of bed, we go to the bathroom, we take a shower, we get dressed, we make something to eat, and we get to a bathroom when we need one. So those are the six activities of daily living. When you need help with any two, which sounds like Jenna's mom's situation, that is going to be where you trigger a claim. So it could be I need help transferring and dressing, or I need help uh, bathing, or I have a continence issue and I, I've got arthritis and I can't tie my shoes, so it's dressing incontinence. It doesn't matter what it is. Any two out of those six will trigger your plan. Now, think of a stroke victim, for instance. It's pretty obvious, right? They're laying in a bed. They can't really do anything. They're, they might hit all six of those. And a common question on that I always get, what's the difference between toileting and continence? Well, toileting is the actual act of going to the bathroom and, and um, you know, the, the hygiene involved in, in cleaning up and taking care of yourself. Continence is, is just that. That's an issue. That's a bladder control issue where I, I, you lose continence. So those are two distinct different things. The second way that you can trigger a claim is a cognitive impairment. So cognitive impairments are different where someone may have Alzheimer's and they may need help transferring and bathing and dressing. They may be in a wheelchair. But as a general rule, when someone is diagnosed with Alzheimer's or Parkinson's or, or a cognitive impairment, they may still be able to do all of the physical activities of daily living it's just that they need some standby assistance. So it ends up being a safety issue. So that's one of two ways. You're either going to trigger a claim through a physical impairment or a cognitive impairment. It doesn't have to be a combination of the two. It can be, but it doesn't have to be. If the claim is due to physical impairment, your doctor will put together a plan of care. So for Jenna's mom, the doctor will write out a plan of care saying, look, this is what she needs help with. And that's going to outline the coverage that she needs moving forward. Help with transferring and dressing, for example. Um, maybe she needs some physical therapy. That's what my grandma had. She had physical therapy coming into her house a couple days a week. And then help with personal care, you know, the bathing, the meals, the light working, whatever it is. That's all going to be kind of written out in a plan of care. Now, the care coordination team will then come in and help manage and make sure that the physical therapists are there, the people that need to provide the light work and the meal preparation are available. They will coordinate that care. 
Now, if your policy doesn't pay for that, you can get that through a private agency, Care Coordination, or most of the agencies, if you're having someone come into your home, are going to have what they call Care Coordination available. The better home agencies will anyway. Now, some claims due to the physical impairment, like I say, are just obvious. Um, but other others, you know, you're going to have to get your doctor involved to write that plan of care. Now, if it's a cognitive impairment, this is going to require a diagnosis from your doctor. So they have been diagnosed with Alzheimer's, early onset Alzheimer's, whatever it is, cognitive issue. So that is a whole different um, issue there, but it's pretty straightforward. The diagnosis from the doctor is going to allow you to trigger your policy. So um, stick around. I'm going to give you some tips on filing a claim when we come back today. I've got a great show planned, so we're going to head into our first break. We'll be right back. Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended health care situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free classes this month. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com, 525longtermcare.com. Have you heard? Beginning next year, all W-2 employees in our state will be taxed for long-term care, but not if you have an existing plan in place. The new government program will make Washington State employees pay for a long-term care plan through a new payroll tax. You won't have a choice, and you won't be able to opt out unless you have an existing plan in place, like my wife and I do, through 525 Advisors. Learn about this new payroll tax and new long-term care plans by attending a free live webinar Saturday, May 8th at 9 a.m. If you can't attend, there's another one Wednesday, May 12th at 3 p.m. Long-term care is such an important part of retirement planning. A good long-term care plan from 525 Advisors can make sure your care is funded and managed when you need it, protecting your loved ones and everything you've worked so hard for. They also have plans that pay you back if you never need it. So attend the free live webinar Saturday, May 8th at 9 a.m., another one Wednesday, May 12th at 3 p.m. Register now at 525longtermcare.com. For the most options, including new plans that protect you and your loved ones and pay you back if you never use them, visit 525longtermcare.com to learn more and sign up for the next live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. And welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio and the Long-Term Care Radio podcast, and thanks for tuning in. Um, By the way, we have a couple of classes coming up. Actually, next Saturday is going to be my next long-term care planning class. That's a webinar. That's going to be at 9.05 Saturday morning. And then the following Wednesday on the 12th. That's Wednesday the 12th at 3.05. All that information is up and running on our website now at 525longtermcare.com. And I'll tell you, we're getting a lot of interest because of the Washington State Trust Act, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to tell you what you need to know. The final bill has been signed by the governor, so it's it's going live January. Everybody that's working is going to get taxed. We'll discuss that. And then we're just going to give you a good overview of long-term care, some of your options, how you can get a plan in place, how you can get out of that new state tax. And so we'll cover all that in these webinars that are coming up. So look for those on our website at 525longtermcare.com. Um, And again, our question of the week this week from Jenna, just saying, hey, her mom had this old policy. Is it still good? Yes, they're still going to be good, even if the company's out of business. So so keep that in mind. And B, she's like, how do I use it? And that's just what we're talking about. How does a a policy trigger? How do you trigger a claim? Now, I want to spend a little bit of time um, giving you some tips on filing a claim. So when you have a loved one that's getting ready to go into a long-term care situation or they're already there and you have not filed a claim with the insurance company yet, I just want to give you some tips and some ideas to keep in mind, some things that you can do that will make the whole process a lot smoother and a lot easier for everybody. Um, Number one, find out from the insurance company. So when you call that 800 number, what you want to do is you want to find out some information up front from the insurance company. Number one, what type of policy is it? Is it a reimbursement or is it an indemnity, meaning cash? Are they just going to send you a check or are they going to require receipts to be sent to them? Most companies are going to require the receipts. However, there are some older companies out there that had cash indemnity plans. 
So you can find that in the policy, but it's probably just easier to ask the insurance company when you file for that claim. How is that money going to come back to us? Is it reimbursement or is it just cash? Is it just a check in the mail every month? How are you paid? Some companies will do a direct pay, meaning they will pay the caregivers directly, or some companies will only send the money to you and you have to pay the provider. So if you have that home health care agency coming in, some companies will say, you need to pay them, we will reimburse you. Other companies said, hey, yep, they can send us in the invoice, we will pay directly to the home health care agency. So find that out when you call as well too. Next thing you want to know, what is the waiting period or the elimination period? And I'm going to discuss this a little bit more in detail later, but the elimination period is just the amount of time that you have to wait before the insurance company is going to start paying those benefits. So you want to find that out. The next thing is really key. Find out if it's a daily benefit or a monthly benefit. And what I mean by this is if it's a daily benefit, I'm getting $100 a day. The insurance company looks at every single day. So if your home health care agency comes in on Tuesday and you spend $150 and they don't come in on Wednesday and then they come in on Thursday and you spend $150, the insurance company is going to say, well, you have hundred up to $100 a day, so you would have to pay the, the $50, the, the extra that you spent. So you would want to know that on a daily. If it's a monthly, you would just say, hey, I've got $3,000 to spend a month. I could spend that all in one week. And this was a big thing for my grandmother's plan. We had to really make sure with the care coordination that we spread out like physical therapy and some of the other services so that we weren't going over her daily benefit every day. So find out daily or monthly benefit for long-term care. And today, the vast majority, the overwhelming majority, 80%, 90% of the plans that we place for our clients today are monthly benefit, which I I find to be a little bit better, especially for home health care. Um... Now, also, some companies will vary how much they're going to pay depending on where you're receiving services. So a lot of the older policy said, hey, we're going to give you $100 a day if you're in a facility, an assisted living or a nursing home. But if you're for home health care, we're only going to give you $50 a day. So again, you want to find out if the reimbursement is varied by where you're receiving location. Almost all the new policies today, it's just the same amount. It doesn't matter whether you're home or your facility, it's going to be the full amount. But it was very common back in the day to see some companies say, hey, we'll give you $50 a day or $100 a day if you end up in the nursing home. So find that out. It's just good to know these things before you get into the claim itself. Find out from the insurance company when you give them that call on the 800 number. Now, what if you are helping a family member out right now? So you are in the process. You haven't filed a claim, but you're helping the family member. There's some things that I really want everybody to be aware of on this. If you're helping a loved one or a family member, keep notes on what you are doing throughout the day for them. What are you helping with? Everything you're doing for them. You're helping your meal preparation. You're helping them transfer. You have to help them, help them get dressed. Whatever it is, you want to keep notes on what you're doing. How long are you spending with that person every day? Are you there two hours in the morning, two hours in the evening? Are you there all day? Keep track of that. How much assistance are you providing for them physically? Do they actually need you to help them get up and get out of a chair? Can they not get in and out of the bathtub by themselves? Whatever it is, just keep notes for that. If it's a cognitive impairment, this is where it gets really tricky. You want to keep track of how their behavior changes throughout the day. And what I mean by that is that people, a lot of people with cognitive issues will be just fine in the morning. They seem very, um, very with it. They seem, you know, coherent, they're ready to go, but then they will start to fade by mid-afternoon or early in the evening. And this is what the doctors call sundowning. It's an actual issue that the doctors are very well aware of. So you want to follow, you know, see what the pattern is for your loved one if they have a cognitive impairment, because this is crucial. When you're bringing someone in to evaluate, maybe the the insurance company is sending out a a case manager or nurse to evaluate your loved one to see the severity of the Parkinson's or the Alzheimer's, you want to make sure they're not there bright and early in the morning if that's when your loved one seems to have it all together. Make sure they can get there in the evening and see them when they start to to change, when that pattern of behavior really starts to, to take on a different look. You want to make sure that they see that. So keep track of that. Also keep track of sleep patterns. People with cognitive issues rarely sleep eight hours at a time. They're generally, as it progresses, they'll start to sleep in weird patterns. Two hours here, four hours there, three hours there. So you want to keep track of what they're doing and also 
you know, when they're sleeping and what they're doing when they're up. So make some notes of that. Just a good little journal. Um, keep track of it. The time, the date. It's very, very helpful. And here's a key point. For a loved one with a cognitive impairment, for most people who are cognitively impaired, their family plays a key role, I mean a vital role in helping the insurance company and the doctor understand the need for assistance. And it's often the family that gets those policies turned on when we run into a cognitive impairment. Now, make sure to keep track of the days of care for the services provided. So let's go back to that elimination period for a second. Most of the policies have, older policies are going to have a 90-day elimination period. That just simply means you've got to have 90 days of service or you've got to have 90 calendar days before they're going to start paying. That comes from the definition of what a long-term care event is. HIPAA basically says long-term care is an event expected to last 90 days or more. So the original policies had the 90-day elimination. Now we're starting to see policies with zero days for home health care, 30 days for home health care, whatever it is. But a lot of those older, older policies just follow the standard rule of 90 days. What you need to know, is it a calendar day? So just 90 days out, I'm good. Or is it like my grandmother's where you actually had to have service? If it's a service day, you need to keep track of that because you've got to have some kind of service provided for that to count towards the elimination day. So if you're only having service two days a week and you've got a 90-day elimination period, it's going to take you 45 weeks to get through that elimination period. So be very aware of how that is. And if you, most policies are going to require you to pay for care. So you want to find out, do I have to have like, like a Mills on Wheels come in? Do I have to have some service or will they allow the family members to provide that care? and count towards the elimination period. So again, that's something that you just want to find out from the insurance company when you're filing that claim. Now, some plans will vary elimination periods based on where you are receiving care. So again, today we have plans that are zero waiting day for home health care, but it's 90 days if you go to a facility. So just be aware, again, that's information that you want to find out. Now, there's a few plans out there that are cash and dimity, but most of them are reimbursement. So by far, just make sure you go in, you find out as much as you can from the insurance and keep records on how you're going to get paid and what the insurance company requires. The number one by tip by far, the number one tip by far is just to keep notes on what you're doing. Once the claim is turned on, you'll have a licensed agency provide that help for your loved one. They're going to keep track of everything moving forward. So um, stick around. We're going to head into our next break, and when we come back, i got a great client of the week. We'll be right back. Due to recent changes in the Pension Protection Act, new asset-based plans guarantee a tax-free benefit for long-term care and pay you back with interest if you never use it. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free classes at 525longtermcare.com. Have you heard? Beginning next year, all W-2 employees in our state will be taxed for long-term care, but not if you have an existing plan in place. The new government program will make Washington State employees pay for a long-term care plan through a new payroll tax. You won't have a choice, and you won't be able to opt out unless you have an existing plan in place, like my wife and I do, through 525 Advisors. Learn about this new payroll tax and new long-term care plans by attending a free live webinar Saturday, May 8th at 9 a.m. If you can't attend, there's another one Wednesday, May 12th at 3 p.m. Long-term care is such an important part of retirement planning. A good long-term care plan from 525 Advisors can make sure your care is funded and managed when you need it, protecting your loved ones and everything you've worked so hard for. They also have plans that pay you back if you never need it. So attend the free live webinar Saturday, May 8th at 9 a.m., another one Wednesday, May 12th at 3 p.m. Register now at 525longtermcare.com. Take the burden off your loved ones by making sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Visit 525longtermcare.com to learn more and sign up for the next live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Hey, it's Story Monson with Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark Capital. And Zach, recently one of the largest investment banks in the country, finally published research showing why a 60-40 stock bond portfolio is outdated. This is something you've been talking about on Know Your Risk Radio for years. Now they're jumping on the bandwagon. Dory, it certainly feels that way. This research shows exactly what we've been telling people for years now. Using bonds as the safe portion of your portfolio is a serious gamble. And now is not the time to be gambling your retirement. With Bulwark's bond replacement strategy, we'll show you how to protect your portfolio against loss, but still grow your assets. 
We teach you exactly how to do it in our free booklet, Common Sense Investing. Call Zach right now to get your free copy of Common Sense Investing. Call 866-779-RISK or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement where the firm is licensed to conduct business. Bulwark Capital is a DBA of Clear Creek Financial Management, a registered investment advisor. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. And welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio, and thanks again for tuning in. So, you know, I know we have a lot of people out there listening on the podcast, and I just had a a nice conversation with another listener um, that was asking about this Washington State Trust Act, because it is law now, and it's just basically a payroll tax that is going to fund um, a a trust fund, basically, and then down the road, somebody can pull out up to $100 a day for a year if they qualify. And they were asking if other states were looking at this. And yes, there's at least a dozen states right now. So states tend to follow each other. And and so just be aware, we're going to be talking a lot about that. So for most of our listeners, we're on four different radio stations out here, or four different time slots, I should say, on three different stations on the weekend in the Seattle market. So we're on Saturday morning on Cairo at 8 o'clock. We are on 9 o'clock at KVI, that's 570. Then we're on at 1 o'clock on KTTH, um, again in the Seattle market, and then we're on Sunday at noon. So that's where most of our radio listeners are at is in the Seattle market. So they're going to be affected by this Washington State Trust Act. I know we have a lot of you that listen to us on the podcast. You can get that through uh, anywhere you get podcasts. You can get it through iTunes. You can ask a, you know Alexa to play it for you, your smart speaker, whatever it is. You can also get all of those podcasts through our website at 525longtermcare.com. But for those of you like Jenna that's living out in Chicago, um, you know, basically look at the states, especially, you know, I think Washington, Oregon, California, Illinois, um, New York, you name it. The the, the more left-leaning states are going to be trying to force these long-term care plans down. So what's happening is you have to have a plan to be able to opt out of that tax. And that's what Washington State is doing. So we're getting a lot of people that are reaching out to us and trying to figure out, how do I get out of this tax? Well, yes, you can get a plan. Now we have till November 1st to have the plan in force. But I'll tell you what, for the people that are just calling up and saying, what is the cheapest way to get out out of the tax? That's not really what we do. We're more into designing plans for helping people protect their loved ones, protect their estates, and put something meaningful and you got to remember the insurance companies, there's a suitability issue there as well, too. If somebody sells you a $50 a day plan with no inflation and you're 30 years old, that's not meaningful coverage today. It's not going to be meaningful coverage in the future. So a lot of people are hoping they can just buy it, you know, spend 100 bucks a year to save $500 a year. I don't think it's going to be that easy for a lot of people out there. But for the people that are in their 40s or 30s, they're working, they're looking at this and they're saying, gosh, it doesn't make sense to put something in place. Is there a way that maybe I could put something in place today and parlay that into a more meaningful plan down the road? Absolutely. That's what we're going to do. And this week is a great example on the client of the week. This is Scott, who is 45. He's married. His wife is 42. His wife is not going to have to pay into the payroll tax, but Scott is. And Scott's very motivated because not only is he a W-2 employee, he also gets stock bonuses and gets um, or, or what they call restricted stock units and commissions and bonuses and all those things. And all of that income is going to be taxed under this new Long-Term Care Trust Act. So Scott, who's 45, came to me and said, look, I'm kind of in a pickle. I, I, I think long-term care is important. I plan on getting it. My parents have it. It's just I'm 45. I have two young kids. What do I do? I've got a lot of other priorities. How do I, I get a plan? And is there a way that I can maybe put a plan today and get a plan down the road or move that money to a better plan down the road? And the problem with that is that, yes, you can, but remember, Scott's biggest risk at 45 is not whether he can get another plan financially, it's can he, uh, can he qualify for another plan in the future. I mean, we've had 40-year-olds turn down, we've had 30-year-olds that don't qualify for long-term care, because remember, it's medically underwritten. So if you're diagnosed with something, or you get in a severe accident, or you get an illness, you could very well become uninsurable. So that's kind of the the gray area that we're always struggling with. 
And I did the same thing in my 40s. I put a traditional plan in place, a small one with four years of coverage, and then I came in down the road and I added an asset-based plan. But my original plan was still a meaningful plan, and that's the conversation we're trying to have here. So Scott came in. We started talking with him. We went over some of the options. Um, He had been to one of our webinars. He knew the difference between the asset base and the traditional. He really hated the idea of a traditional plan at age 45 because he said, I could just pay into that for another 40 years, and rates could go up, and there's no value in it. I said, yeah, that's, that's the downside. So what I found out during the discussion with Scott is that, you know, he's got two kids. He's got a junior in high school and a freshman in high school. So, you know, very similar situation to where I'm at. I've got a senior and I've got a junior or a sophomore. Um, They're planning on paying for college for the kids. They've been saving for that. That's still a top priority for him. Scott has some term insurance. So he has term insurance in case something happens to him, life insurance, but he does not have any disability insurance. So when you think of what long-term care is, long-term care is really going to provide you that money. Disability income replaces your income from your job. He doesn't have any of that. Long-term care insurance is going to provide you the money when you're disabled to get the help that you need. So maybe his wife goes back to work full-time, whatever it is. He then would be at home. He could use long-term care insurance to pay for that care coming in. So there is some value for younger people on this. Um, he would like to avoid the tax. Obviously, he doesn't want to start paying into this payroll tax because he doesn't know that he's going to live in Washington. And that's the big kicker, folks. You could pay into this plan for 10, 20, 30 years, and if you move out of the state, you go move to Arizona to retire someplace, guess what? You lose your benefit. You don't, you, you've got to stay in the state to get your benefit, and you've got to be vested. Um, he was concerned about a traditional plan. Obviously, we talked about that. He liked the idea of a limited pay option. So he's saying, man, I don't want to set something up that I just have to pay into forever. So he says, if I become uninsurable down the road and I have to keep this plan, I don't want something that I still have to pay into forever. So can we do something that's got some kind of stopgap on it as far as payments go? So what we did during our conversation, I explained a couple of things. The traditional plans, we do have some traditional plans available. If you're healthy enough to qualify for that, you can pay into those for like five years and you can get 80% of your premiums back. Um, but it has to be a continuous pay or a 10 pay premium, which means you're either going to have a plan that you're going to pay into for life or you're going to have a plan that's a 10 pay. So the problem is, yeah, you could do the continuous pay and cancel after five years and get 80% of your money back, but... The downside is if you're uninsurable, you would have to keep that plan. And guess what? It's going to be a continuous pay. So just be aware of that. Um, We could set up an asset-based plan that would have guaranteed level payments and a death benefit from day one. And that would give you 100% return of premium after five years if he chose that route. And he could make a single deposit and get, you know, of of $35,000 into a plan and get 100% of that money back down the road as well, too. So there were several different options that we could do to help him set up. Um, After our discussion and going through the options, it turns out that Scott saw the added value in one of the asset pay-as-you-go plans because it has a different element to it. It's got a death benefit that starts at day one. And remember, he's 45, and so that would be catastrophic if something happened to him right now. So the death benefit starts today. The cash value allows him to get the money back after five years. And so he says, gosh, if I do want to parlay and I'm healthy enough, I could get 100% of that money back. But if something happens to me, I'm uninsurable. Yes, we can set up a plan that would be meaningful and it would have guaranteed level payments. And so that's really what we did. And this is the way we designed a plan for Scott. We just went out there today and we took a plan that paid him $4,000 a month in today's dollars. And we added an inflation rider to that. So that means that $4,000 benefit is going to grow by 3% every year. And so that's what we did for him. We actually started with a plan on that. Four years of coverage, $4,000 a month, 3% um, inflation rider on that. Now, the carrier has a minimum benefit, by the way, of $2,500. So they said that's the smallest long-term care benefit you can have. So he was over that. He was $1,500 over that. He had $4,000 a month. Now, this benefit that we set up for him is a cash benefit plan. So that means if something did happen to Scott, guess what? He's going to get $4,000 today in cash. They're just going to send him the cash benefit. He can use that how he sees fit. He can use it to pay family members. He can hire his own healthcare worker. He can use it if he ends up in a a rehab center, whatever it is. It doesn't matter, but he gets the $4,000 cash benefit. Um, Again, the benefit's going to last him at least four years. 
and he has a death benefit starting today for $96,000. So that's that's another benefit. If he writes one payment, so he writes the first premium check, he and dies, gets in an accident, his family's going to get $96,000 back. So this is where these hybrid plans work. We have some life insurance attached in with a long-term care benefit. So he's going to set this plan up with a guaranteed level payment of $4,980. He was trying to budget around $5,000 a year. And this is just a guaranteed level payment of $4,980. So at the end of five years, he has paid in $24,799 into his plan. He could cancel his plan. He would get 100% of that money back. He still has the death benefit of $96,000. And at the end of five years, he's got $232,000 of tax-free long-term care insurance. Now, remember that long-term care insurance benefit is growing every year. So now if Scott ends up keeping this plan, so 20 years down the road, the plan would be fully paid off. He would have $352,000 of long-term care. He put $98,000 into the plan. He has $98,000 surrender value. And he's got a $128,000 death benefit. So his death benefit's a little bigger down the road. So again, he's got all of these benefits along the way, but he has the flexibility that he could cancel his plan if he needed to. And one other benefit that this plan has for Scott, if he uses all his long-term care insurance. And remember, folks, a third of the claims are for people under 65. A lot of those are accidents or cancer. But if you get in a horrible accident and you use up all your long-term care there's still going to be some kind of guaranteed minimum death benefit. I call it the funeral fund. This particular company will give Scott $19,000 back. So it doesn't matter if you go out 20, 30 years down the road, he has $500,000 of long-term care insurance. He uses that all. He passes away. $19,200 is still paid back to his estate. And remember, he only paid $99,000 total into the plan. So he would basically net cost is about $80,000 for this plan. So it is a meaningful plan, but it also gives him the flexibility to say, hey, if I want to get a more robust plan down the road, I'm still healthy enough, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to get that plan at that time um, and just take the plan that we have here and transfer that money into a new plan. He has that flexibility. So in a nutshell, Scott's now out of the state tax. He doesn't have to pay that state income tax. He has a meaningful plan that will protect him should something happen. Should he have to keep this plan, it's still going to be meaningful. He has the flexibility to get 100% of that money back if he cancels his plan. Um, again, he's got to pay in for five years. If he cancels at year four, he's going to get about 90% of his money back, so he's still going to get the vast majority of the money back. He has maximum flexibility because it's a cash benefit plan, and he has the added protection of death benefit in case something goes wrong between now and whenever he decides to retire or change that plan out. So. Just a really well thought out plan. He was very open. He was very sincere. His his you know he admitted, I am looking for long term care insurance, but I always thought that would be something I would do a little bit later in life. I wanted to get my kids through school. I wanted to do these other things, but now I'm looking at this new tax law. I'm going to get taxed on all my income, all my bonuses, everything for something that I'm probably not going to use. And so what this did is this just allowed him to reposition some of his money at a guaranteed level premium, and he's going to be able to get all of that money back. So great plan. And we've got a lot of different options that we can help people out with. And so that's something that you can learn through our websites. You can come to one of our webinars. We're going to talk about some of these different programs. Um, Stick around. When we come back, I want to talk about some of the different options that are available for other people out there to put plans in place based on age if you're looking down the barrel of this new Long-Term Care Trust Act tax that's coming in January. We'll be right back. Many people with near or over a million dollars in assets will mistakenly pay more in taxes in a long-term care situation than it would have cost them to set up an insurance plan to pay for the care needed. Learn more by attending Brian's free asset-based class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. Have you heard? Beginning next year, all W-2 employees in our state will be taxed for long-term care, but not if you have an existing plan in place. The new government program will make Washington State employees pay for a long-term care plan through a new payroll tax. You won't have a choice, and you won't be able to opt out unless you have an existing plan in place, like my wife and I do, through 525 Advice. Learn about this new payroll tax and new long-term care plans by attending a free live webinar Saturday, May 8th at 9 a.m. If you can't attend, there's another one Wednesday, May 12th at 3 p.m. 
Long-term care is such an important part of retirement planning. A good long-term care plan from 525 Advisors can make sure your care is funded and managed when you need it, protecting your loved ones and everything you've worked so hard for. They also have plans to pay you back if you never need it. So attend the free live webinar Saturday, May 8th at 9 a.m., another one Wednesday, May 12th at 3 p.m. Register now at 525longtermcare.com. Take the burden off your loved ones by making sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Visit 525longtermcare.com to learn more and sign up for the next live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Hey, it's Story Monson with Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark Capital. And Zach, recently one of the largest investment banks in the country, finally published research showing why a 60-40 stock bond portfolio is outdated. This is something you've been talking about on Know Your Risk Radio for years. Now they're jumping on the bandwagon. Dory, it certainly feels that way. This research shows exactly what we've been telling people for years now. Using bonds as the safe portion of your portfolio is a serious gamble. And now is not the time to be gambling your retirement. With Bulwark's bond replacement strategy, we'll show you how to protect your portfolio against loss, but still grow your assets. We teach you exactly how to do it in our free booklet, Common Sense Investing. Call Zach right now to get your free copy of Common Sense Investing. Call 866-779-RISK or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement where the firm is licensed to conduct business. Bulwark Capital is a DBA of Clear Creek Financial Management, a registered investment advisor. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. And welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio, and thanks again for tuning in. Um, so, boy, you know, a lot of things have changed, and we have got, uh, we've got several webinars coming up here, just one uh, on the 8th. So that's going to be next Saturday. That's at 9 o'clock, and then we have another webinar on the 12th. And again, our webinars are really designed to just give you kind of the 10,000-foot view on what long-term care is, um, what it pays for, where it pays for care, what does Medicare and Medicaid pay for, what are your options for putting a plan in place, traditional plans versus the asset-based plans, how do you get paid, how does that money come back out to you, what triggers a claim. We're going to go over all of that stuff, and that's just what I call the basic 101 stuff. And then we also do kind of a cool comparison of um, you know planning versus Medicaid planning versus long-term care insurance planning or, or self-insuring versus the, the long-term care planning. So we're going to wrap all of that up in that webinar. And then we're also going to add a little bit in here for the next few months between now and really October. We'll be talking about this Long-Term Care Trust Act because, again, this is a tax that is coming to all employees in the state of Washington. And I cannot tell you how many people are going to be surprised by this. I mean, we've been sending out emails. I've got CPAs. I've got attorneys. I've got financial advisors that still just aren't up to speed on this. And the governor did sign this bill, so it is going to be, it is law now, and it is going into effect January of 2022, and it's just going to be a 0.58% payroll tax on all income, all income. They're not going to limit it like Social Security, like you only pay into it for a certain amount of Social Security. This is going to be on every dollar that you make, whether it's bonus, whether it's stock options, whatever it is. So the idea is all that money's going into a trust fund. You've got to get vested, meaning you have to pay in for 10 years, at least five years without interruption, by the way. So you can't you know, pay a year, skip a year, pay a year, skip a year. It's got to be 10 years with five uninterrupted years. So a lot of people are never going to vest in this, this, this trust fund. That's just the reality of it. But they're going to collect the funds anyway. And then down the road, to qualify for it, you've got to trigger three activities of daily living. Their activities of daily living are different than the ones we talked about earlier in the show. The state has listed them out more broadly. So if someone's cognitively impaired, they will also need help with physical. Um, and they'll have to be physically impaired and cognitively impaired to basically trigger that policy. And it's $100 a day. It is going to pay family members. However, the family members have to do a minimum of 21 hours of training, and it could be as high as 35. So think about that. If you're going to take care and provide assistance for your mom or move in with your mom or dad or take care of your spouse to get that $100 to to get support out of that, you've got to go through training. So that's going to be another loophole there. And folks, $100 a day, 
the state's got a new website out, and it's just really funny. I mean, it's 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 almost sickening how how funny it is. They are putting such a spin on this. Washington cares, and in the average this and this, and they're just they're misrepresenting what long term care is. Number one in the state of Washington, you cannot even sell long term care insurance policy that doesn't pay care for at least two years. Their plan is a hundred dollars a day for a year max. That's it. And they're saying that that's what the average family spends, and that's not anywhere close. That's the average Medicaid expenditure. So really what they did is they looked at Medicaid, which is what the state will reimburse you after you've spent through all your assets on on average. That's $100 a day, which is why most facilities, most adult family homes, most assisted living facilities, most health care agencies will not accept Medicaid reimbursements. The reimbursement levels are so low. And this plan is going to basically follow the Medicaid reimbursement rules. So, oh, I tell you what, it, it, it is just, it is not what, what they're presenting it to be. But for some people, um, it's going to be the only thing they get because a lot of people aren't going to be able to qualify for long-term care insurance. Now, if you do have long-term care insurance and you're paying into the plan, you're still going to get the benefit. You're going to still, it doesn't usurp your long-term care. You're going to get to use both. So you're going to, you're going to get the hundred dollars a day and you can still have your long-term care insurance. But hopefully most people that have long-term care insurance that are working are able to get opted out. Now, one of the things out there, so I'm getting a lot of calls. I'm getting a lot of people wanting to know what is going on. How do we get out of this tax? What are my options? Well, a lot of it's going to depend, number one, on your health and on your age. Remember that you've got to qualify for long-term care insurance. I don't care how small of a plan you get. There's still a risk to the insurance company. They still got to medically underwrite you. They still have to go through the entire process. So I'm getting a lot of people saying, well, I'm just going to have it for three years and I'm going to cancel it. Well, the insurance company doesn't want that. It's going to cost them more money to get that policy put in force and they're going to get in premiums. And so they're not looking for people that are looking for these tiny little minimum plans to get out of the tax. But realistically, how do you get out of the tax? Well, if you're healthy enough, you can qualify for long-term care insurance. If you're not, and again, I'm telling you, half of Americans are not going to qualify for long-term care insurance because we got a third of America that's obese. So that bounces them out right there. And then you got a lot of people that already have pre-existing conditions, whether it's something they were born with or whether it's something they developed uh, we just had a turn down this week from a guy that w- he just wasn't honest on his pre-screen, and we ended up getting his medical records. There were 300 pages of medical records. He just totally, totally lied by not providing the information to us, and so he's turned down. And so there's a lot of people out there that aren't going to qualify. They're going to not be able to get long-term care insurance. They're going to end up paying the tax into the trust fund. That's just going to be it. But if you are healthy enough and you can qualify, it's going to really boil down to you know, different segments, like number one, if you are under 18, there are no options out there. There's no carriers that are going to offer long-term care insurance for a 16 or 17 year old that's working. So they're going to be faced in Washington with a lifelong contribution into this trust fund. If you're 18 years old, 18 to 30 is going to be very problematic. There's a couple of carriers out there that will go down to age 18 I do not work with either one of them. I'm just telling you that right now. So you would have to try to Google that and find it. But there are a couple carriers out there that will go down to age 18, but that's it. I've got, I I know personally of two and one's kind of a a fraternal organization through a a church and the other one is a, another uh, life insurance company. So you can look for that. Ages 30 to 79 we have traditional plans. So you can set up a traditional plan that will meet those requirements. So that's just a pay-as-you-go plan. And those those rates are going to run anywhere from a couple hundred dollars a year to you know several thousand dollars a year, depending on what you get and what kind of options you put onto your plan. Ages 30 to 80, we have asset-based plans. These are plans that will pay you back. So like our client of the week, Scott, that's an asset-based plan. He was 45. You can set up a plan that you can get 100% of your money back if you decide to cancel for some reason or you want to move that value into a different type of policy, whatever it is. There are some asset-based plans. But again, age 30 is the cutoff on that. So again, the person that's really in trouble right now that I see out there is that 25-year-old that's out of school. Maybe they got a good job. They're making close to six figures. Their income's just going to go up. Those are the people that are really going to struggle to find a way to get out of this this tax. And then for people that are ages 50 to 80, we have the savings-based plan. So that just requires a single deposit. That means 
I can just walk in with a minimum of $35,000, deposit it into an account. That's going to provide me some long-term care insurance. That money's going to set there. If I'm 50 years old, the money's actually going to grow in value. If I'm 80 years old, the money's not going to grow in value, but I will not lose any value either. So those options are available for people that are 50 years old. And actually, I can put a married couple. So if you have a a husband and wife that are working that are, say, they're 55 and they're planning on retiring in the next four or five years or you're 60 and you're going to retire in the next few years and you're not going to get vested, absolutely do one of these savings-based plans. It's one and done. You just make a deposit. You walk away. If you keep it, you have long-term care insurance. If you cancel it, you're going to get your money back. So those are a lot of the different options that are out there. It's going to depend on your age and your health. And quite frankly, I mean, we're really, this isn't our specialty is trying to find somebody the cheapest plan. That's not what we do. We are really more about designing plans for your particular situation. But I just want everybody to be aware of what they're facing trying to get out of this. And they've got to have a plan in place by November 1st. And right now the carriers are already getting backed up. We're getting uh, emails saying, hey, get the policies in because it's going to be underwritten first come, first serve. So sign up for one of our webinars. Our next webinar next Saturday um, the eighth. Uh, that's at uh, nine oh five in the morning, and then the following on the on the um, following Wednesday on the twelfth at three in the afternoon. It's going to be the same webinar, so you can come to either one of those. It's a great way to get started. Our process is listed out on our website at five two five longtermcare.com. We're going to start with that pre screen information, then we'll design a plan for you. We appreciate everybody tuning in again this week. We'll be back next week. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Long Term Care Radio with Brian Off. Event info, planning resources, and long-term care radio podcasts can all be found at 525longtermcare.com. To schedule an appointment with Brian Ott, call 425-748-8188. That's 425-748-8188. For more information on the show or to sign up for a free long-term care planning class, visit 525longtermcare.com. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8 to Long-Term Care Radio with your host, Brian Ott, on Cairo Radio. Have you heard? Beginning next year, all W-2 employees in our state will be taxed for long-term care, but not if you have an existing plan in place. The new government program will make Washington State employees pay for a long-term care plan through a new payroll tax. You won't have a choice, and you won't be able to opt out unless you have an existing plan in place, like my wife and I do, through 525 Advisors. Learn about this new payroll tax and new long-term care plans by attending a free live webinar Saturday, May 8th at 9 a.m. If you can't attend, there's another one Wednesday, May 12th at 3 p.m. Long-term care is such an important part of retirement planning. A good long-term care plan from 525 Advisors can make sure your care is funded and managed when you need it, protecting your loved ones and everything you've worked so hard for. They also have plans that pay you back if you never need it. So attend the free live webinar Saturday, May 8th at 9 a.m., another one Wednesday, May 12th at 3 p.m. Register now at 525longtermcare.com.